0: into mindset shifts that give you the power to decide how you feel, not the media, not your past and not social conditioning. Then you'll discover how to use this inspiration and this new sense of confidence to be the best you, the you that you are meant to be. So get ready, my friend. It is time to get awesome inside out. Hey there, thanks so much for tuning in to another interview episode on the awesome Inside Out podcast. As always, it's an honor and a pleasure to share this space with you. If you enjoy this conversation and you get value from today, it would mean the world to me as always if you could subscribe, leave a review and share it with the people that you love most. It means the world to me for others who have access to this powerful content. So thank you so much in advance. This is really about creating a movement and us all coming together to support one another in creating happier, healthier lives. As always, make sure to stay till the end as I'm going to offer some applicable takeaways and a fun challenge this week to upgrade your health. I've been hearing from so many of you that recently it has felt more challenging than ever to not get sucked into social media the news, or even conversations that are an attempt to avoid what is actually showing up, an array of so many different feelings coming forward. And I get this, with everything happening in the world, it can feel hard to hold space for yourself and create a sacred moment to pause, go within, and connect to your own truth. But I'm also here to challenge your current beliefs and remind you that showing up for yourself and making it a priority to create this time is absolutely essential in maintaining optimal physical and mental well-being. In today's episode, I'm sitting down with Aaron Eber to dive more into these challenging times, to discuss how to access your truth and learn about the powerful and life-changing benefits of healing ancestral trauma and the healing power of cacao. Erin first discovered the healing powers of cacao while studying plant medicine in Guatemala. And although skeptical at first, she quickly realized its incredible natural power. She would go on to spend the next seven months working with a cacao shaman, doing personal healing work, and discovering new healing modalities such as sound frequency healing. Since then, Erin has led ceremonies for thousands of people in groups, trained leading cacao facilitators, and created the Cacao Deep Dive and Transformational Self-Study course. I trust that you are here for a reason and are going to greatly benefit from this episode, and I'm so excited to introduce Erin to the podcast now to help you move through these challenging times with a bit more grace and ease. Hi, Erin. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. I know you are tuning in in the middle of night from Thailand. And so I deeply, deeply am so thankful and appreciative of you taking this time to dive into so many incredible topics that we're about to talk about.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Sarah. And you know what? I'm so used to it at this point, living on the other side of the world. All of my business happens after 9 o'clock at night, or at like six or seven in the morning. So this is totally normal for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. When I
0: was traveling a lot, I would have to like wake up in the middle of the night to do client calls and we just make it work. So thank you. And I am really excited to have this conversation. I think it is one of the most important conversations to have specifically with what we're currently going through right now on the planet is really important as I was going through your work and your content to do this ancestral healing trauma to learn about the healing power of cacao and activating our quantum immune system and just stepping into daily ritual. And so the work that you're doing is so needed and I'm so thankful. And I wanted to first dive into how you got into this work and if this is something that you have just always known to be your truth, if it was something that you grew up with, or if it's something that you found later on in life.
1: Wow. Yes. I love everything you just said because I completely agree. And... I did not think I wanted to go into this world when I was younger. In fact, I knew nothing about it. I grew up in a very Catholic household, actually, and I was extremely rebellious against any structure or religion from a very early age. So I remember fighting my parents. I didn't want to go to church. I didn't want to do any of it. I thought it was all fake. I thought it was all made up. But looking back at it, I think what was happening was I just didn't feel the divinity in it. So I didn't really know what divinity was. And so flash forward to me being about 16 years old, I had been a singer for my entire life. And when I was around 13, I started having really intense vocal problems where I couldn't sing the way I used to. I was losing my voice constantly. And I had no idea what it was. And at the time, it felt like my life was ending because music and singing was really the only thing that I had ever felt a deep connection to. And so I had a voice teacher at the time that recommended a woman to me who was a energy healer. And I didn't know anything about the world of energy healing. But I went to see this woman and my whole reality basically blew up when I started working with her. It was as if everything I had always thought might be possible, but never really wanted to admit to myself could be possible, suddenly was sitting right in front of me. Things started to make sense to me. And she was really ahead of her time, this woman. So I was really blessed in being led to her because she was so authentic and real and doing a lot of energy healing that only now is even starting to become popular and normalized. A good example is she was doing tapping work with me back before I had ever heard of EFT, the emotional freedom technique, which if people don't know, is where you tap different energy points in your body and you say different statements. And I remember like 10 years later, I found out about people doing EFT and I was like, oh, tapping? I used to do that all the time, you know? But I didn't know what the names of any of it were. And she also then led me to another healer who was to this day probably one of the most awakened people that I've ever come across. And he ended up becoming a mentor to me for the next 10 years or so. So. I was really blessed from a young age to just be led to people that were incredibly aware, awakened, magical humans. And I feel so lucky that that was my path because I've seen a lot of other people go down much rockier roads in the healing world and have to learn really tough lessons right from the beginning. And I had it a little bit backwards where I had these really amazing people right from the start. And then it was much later that I sort of started discovering the sometimes darker side of the spiritual world and the healing world. So it opened up a whole world of healing to me that then led me down many, many different paths of self-healing. And it really was a slow unfolding for me of the type of work that I now do in the world. But I've always been doing some version of it, whether it's just regular energy healing with people or using sound and my voice. But over time, it's slowly developed into the modalities I use today, which is primarily using my voice to channel sounds that heal people and transform their energy and connect them to their divinity and also using cacao as medicine. And it really was just this journey of step-by-step unfolding what would be the things that felt right to me to use. Mm,
0: It's incredible.
1: Did you, during this death process that you talk about, this inner
0: death process that was over 10 years, was that after you had already started the healing work and the energy work and you kind of were opening your access point to these different modalities and then you started to pull back the layers or what was that process like? Can you dive a little bit more into that process that Definitely, you went through? Because I think a lot of people do go through that where they all of a sudden come into what I would call a different world, a spiritual world or, or an awakening of their... Ability to see so much that's going on with them, which illuminates the light and the darkness. And then I feel like often that takes us down a deeper rabbit hole until we find our way mm-hmm. out. And I'm curious if that was your truth and and what happened for you during that time.
1: Yes. Thank you for asking that. I love how intuitive you are with picking up on that actually, because I don't even think I used the word death, but it was a death. (laughs) You just Mm. sort of read that from what I just said, which is amazing. You know, I went through my inner death process kicking and screaming the entire way. So no one understands resistance more than I do. (laughs) I really, really got very intimate and cozy with the concept of resisting inner death and inner transformation. And I probably would not have gone down that road had I not been dragged into it inside. So it wasn't even so much external circumstances. I mean, yes, I had the vocal struggle and I had some things going on in my external reality that pushed me into the spiritual world. But it was really the Internal death. That was the hardest thing for me to walk through. Mm. And the interesting thing is, I see so much of that being mirrored in the world right now at large. And Definitely. so I can really understand the fear and the terror that comes up from this deep existential place within us when what we know to be true begins to crumble inside. Mm-hmm. And it can leave you feeling like you're free falling into nothing. And there is nothing to hold on to. And then you kind of get to like an, oh, okay, I feel like there's something to hold on to. And then that falls away. And then it's like, okay, now I'm grounded in my light. And then that kind of falls away or... Now I'm grounded in my essence and then that kind of falls away or, you know, it's like all these different layers that we go through when we're in an awakening process. And for me, it sort of culminated. And I also should add that having mentors who held my hand and walked me through that was absolutely essential to me getting through it. I would never have gotten through those 10 years of my life without people that I could trust that were not afraid of what I was going through. In fact, they knew it was the perfect thing for me to be going through. Mm. And they went into it with me over and over again and allowed me to feel safe enough to keep letting go and keep letting go until about 10 years into it, I had a transformation occur where i felt really the self that i had been up until that point in my life just sort of fall away and the only way i can describe it is that i was left in this space of total emptiness inside and total peace and freedom and i had never felt it in my whole life and it was this realization of what i had been dealing with what i had been going through i went Oh, of course I was in so much pain. <laughs> of course I was struggling because I had never felt this feeling before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it was sort of a process of what comes after that and sort of the the rebuilding and the rebirthing that occurred for me after that point. But the death and destruction process took a long time. And it took a long time, even with beautiful support. So I really do have this deep, deep compassion and undying love for anyone in a deep transformational process that involves the death of either a part of who we are or all of who we are. Mm. Because I know just how deeply terrifying that is from a cellular level, from a DNA level. It's not a conscious terror it's really ingrained in our human systems. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why today I do all this work with supporting people and transforming their ancestral trauma, because the ancestral trauma we all carry is this story of pain and suffering that has been humanness. And I really believe we're at a turning point in our expression of humanness, where we are moving from the story of pain and trauma into the story of love. And it will require this sort of unwinding that isn't always super comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting when you're when you were speaking. It was very parallel to my life, and I think it's important that people hear that this process isn't an overnight experience because so often right now what I'm seeing is people are heading to the jungles of Peru or wanting to have this one medicine ceremony or show up at a workshop and they want this enlightenment. They want to transform overnight. And for me, it was a decade. It was also years and years and years Mm -hmm. of doing this work. And people will reach out to my teacher and they'll say, oh, I want to be transformed like Sarah was. And he will say, (laughs) it took her years and years and years. And similar, he was holding my hand through the entire process and just witnessing Mm. me letting go and letting go and letting go of the illusions of what we try to control. There was a really beautiful poet in who I was listening to and he was talking about how our entire life is basically letting go. And at the end of our life, Mm -hmm. we have to let everything go. And I think that's part of the birthing process that we face when we come into that state of peace, like the the space between our thoughts. It's like, okay, I've let go of everything and I can be okay without control. And I'm curious for you, what modalities you use to kind of get to that space of like peace and freedom from the body, freedom from the mind, freedom from the external, and just knowing that you were safe and perfectly in alignment exactly You were like, what were you using during that time? Was it the understanding of ancestral trauma? Was it more of the cacao ceremonies? What was the process for you, and what did that look
1: like? You know, what it was so many things. Mm -hmm. And I really believe that it's funny you said about people asking your teacher for the same thing you have because everyone's journey is so different and unique, and each person is going to need something different than Mm -hmm. the next person Mm -hmm. and it will change in every moment. So it's always been kind of funny to me that as humans, we tend to cling to this idea that there's one answer, that there's one path when it's going to change all the time for everyone. And I think there are these occasional examples of sort of Overnight awakenings that Mm -hmm. happen, you know, like the famous ones of Eckhart Tolle or Ramana Maharshi or people that, boom, they were awakened. But I think that's probably not the norm and for good reason because we're learning. You know, if I hadn't gone through the 10 years of it, I wouldn't have developed the understanding of it that I have today. And I bet you feel the Mm -hmm. same way about Mm -hmm. your process. So I do think that it's really a trusting of each one of our journeys and the perfection of it, that we don't get handed anything without reason. I really feel that the universe sort of plans out for each one of us the road that we're going to have to walk. Mm. And that's not an excuse of the fact that some people really do have so much more to deal with in this life than others. It's just the fact that each one of us is here to walk our own very unique path that is full of gifts and blessings. And, you know, I think this sort of letting go of control is such an important topic that doesn't really get talked about all that often in the spiritual world, but it's really a big one. You know, we really see people trying to control their lives, trying to control their reality in this way that can get very small and very mental. Mm -hmm. So I think that I have had this journey of unwinding that for myself that wasn't always fun or comfortable, but life sort of over and over again was sort of teaching me that I had to completely let go and surrender. Mm. to whatever brought, was brought my way. So back to your question, so many of the modalities that have become important to me were just sort of brought to me, or I discovered in very synchronistic ways. And I would say that some of the ones that had the biggest effect on me, I always say meditation, which is mm. such a basic and sometimes obvious answer. But learning to properly meditate, which for me was learning mantra meditation, was hugely transformational to my journey and really changed the whole course of my life actually from being one where I was fighting a lot and really struggling with what was going on in my reality to really deeply accepting it to the point where I could then unfold whatever the perfect path for me was with Mm -hmm. grace and ease. So I always say meditation is the number one thing to start with for anybody whether it's, you know, mantra meditation or mindfulness meditation or sound meditations or whatever it is you're called to. Mm. And cacao came into my life at a really interesting moment actually where I had been on this path for a lot of years and I had been actually in Peru. It's funny you said Peru earlier. I had been in Peru and doing a bit of plant medicine in Peru and had some really profound transformation occur, but I kind of left Peru knowing that I was done with that part of my journey Mm -hmm. and it wasn't right for me to continue using it. And it was about a month later that I decided to go to a meditation retreat in Mexico where I met someone who invited me down to this lake in Guatemala called Lake Atalan. And so I went there knowing nothing about it. And discovered cacao. And cacao has been this really unexpected ally in my journey. Where if you had told me in the beginning that I would still be working with it, I probably never would have believed you because it seems like it's just chocolate. You know, it's just this kind of unassuming thing. But using really good quality ceremonial cacao as a tool for healing really opened me up to learning about the energy that I had been holding on to physically in a way that was extremely unhealthy for me. And it really helped me see my empathic sensitivities and to work through what was going on in my energy field that didn't serve me anymore and needed to be transformed. And so when I left Guatemala, I took cacao with me because I just knew that I really wanted to bring this magical space holder to other people to start using it for themselves to become more aware of their energy fields. It's just been such a great ally in my journey, but I would say actually the number one thing for me was learning about true depth of presence through the healers that I've worked with mm. and the mentors that I've had. I think that at the end of the day, you don't need any modalities if you know how to fully show up to your own experience or to another's experience mm. and nothing really transforms more than that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And being open to... The opportunity to be present to whatever shows up instead of the attachment to what we potentially hope to have an experience of or hope to get from an experience. I think so often we get what we need, not what we truly desire. And I think that that's hard for people during the spiritual process. And what I love about your journey is it sounds like there's just this unwavering trust in each step. And for me, mantra meditation was by far the number one thing that transformed my life as well, because it allowed me... the Opportunity to witness the space between my thoughts where I could connect to my higher self. So when other opportunities for healing did show up, I was in full trust and in my intuition, or I knew that that wasn't for me. Like I was able to witness my inner guidance speaking to me. And it sounds like that was a massive part of your journey, was just this ability to say, okay, well, I'm ready to leave Peru and I'm ready to step away. And then this other opportunity showed up. And I think that's what the spiritual journey is it's being able to really be in alignment so much so that it's just a yes or a no and we know it within ourselves and we just move forward in full trust of what's going to be healed next. I think that's just so beautiful to hear your story and have so many parallels with it. I'm curious for someone who would want to start working with cacao and witnessing these different energy fields within themselves and the experience of how they're connected to all that is. How do you walk people through this? What does that look like? What are these ceremonies and rituals? Yeah. Do you do them virtually? Do you do them in person?
1: How does it work? I'm just curious. (laughs) Curious. Um, Great question. Yeah. So... It's funny because I always joke with people that I'm actually the least ritualistic person running rituals (laughs) because I actually never really was... Drawn to ritual when I was, even when I was going through all of my healing work and all of my inner growth, all the people that I worked with were incredibly relaxed, casual, non dogmatic, non ritualistic type people. And that's always been more my style. And so one of the things with cacao that I've always used it for is to support people in discovering their gifts. Their ritual, their way of working with this medicine or with others, because cacao for me is really at the end of the day primarily a space holder for whatever your gifts are in the world. And when you use really good quality cacao, and I'm not talking about like processed cacao powder that you're going to buy in the grocery store, you know, I'm talking like full block cacao created to be ceremonial cacao, which has a lot of things about what makes cacao ceremonial. It's the beans that it comes from. It's the intention. You know, it's how it's processed. There's a lot of things that goes into it. But when you do it in the right way, it maintains the active compounds of the cacao at a much higher rate than any chocolate that you're going to just buy off the shelf somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is the, you know, step one is getting the good stuff. And then once you have the good stuff, it's sitting with it and drinking it in a way where you can begin to hold space for yourself. And what happens with cacao is that it heightens all of the energetic experiences of our body. Theobromine really takes you into the body as opposed to caffeine, which takes you really into the mind. And so you can start to become really aware of what's going on in your body. And really amazing things happen for people where I have people in ceremonies that'll just be crying hysterically and saying, I never cry, but they had something that they really needed to let go of. And then they always feel so much better afterwards. And then I have people that maybe even feel a little bit of a stomach ache when they first start drinking it. But then when we sit with that and we're present to that, it transforms that there was some energy there that wants to move. So it's like a really subtle... Way to work with a plant medicine that isn't a hallucinogenic. And so I used to lead ceremonies live. Obviously, now we're in COVID <laughs> land where you can't do things like that. But I primarily do cacao education now, which is the thing that I feel the most lit up about, which is supporting people in learning about cacao, understanding how to work with cacao ceremonially, creating their own cacao ritual creating their own relationship with this medicine. And that's the beautiful thing about cacao is it's completely accessible. You know, anyone can use it. There's no stipulations in it. So I actually run programs that are like five or six week programs that are deep dives into the cacao journey. And I am coming out very soon. You can actually sign up on my links to follow along with when this gets released. But I partnered up with a good friend of mine Uh, My friend Ksenia over from Breakfast Criminals, and we created a cacao course together because we're both cacao junkies and we both are so passionate about it. And it's just more fun to co create sometimes. And so we created this course to give people a self guided experience of deep diving into cacao and learning about cacao. And also there will be a getting started with cacao portion of that as well. So you can either just dip your toe in and get started, or you can do the full course and get this deeper experience of what your relationship to this medicine can be. Mm. But really at the end of the day, it's all about supporting people and stepping into their own rituals and their own connection to this. Because for me, cacao is a space holder in doing my toning frequency work. And that was actually what kind of opened the door to me really sharing that in a big way was doing my sound toning frequencies in ceremonies with others. And it kind of helped me build the confidence and the realization of what I was doing and and how it worked and how to work with it more fully. And so I know firsthand that this medicine is just such a beautiful way to discover what gifts you're here to share.
0: Hey there friend, are you loving this podcast? I want to continue to support you. So the simplest way to do this is to head over to sarahannstuart.com and pop into the newsletter. Doing this ensures that you never ever miss any details of our new projects, products, upcoming events, or issues that are near or dear to my heart. You're also going to get access to the movement. This is the inner circle of people just like you standing in their power to bring more truth and a new level of consciousness where all individuals get to live a diet-free life in a body that they love. So pop on over to Sarahandstewart.com and subscribe, and I'll see you on the inside. I always tell my clients so often, what we think we want from the mind is freedom from the body like we think our body is disconnected from us and we're like oh my gosh i'm having so much anxiety in my body and we want that freedom from the body but actually the more that we get into the body the more that we connect to the body we actually experience from it. we experience the freedom from it so it's like this counterintuitive process where we actually have to connect to the body on such a deep level to experience the subtle pains to experience where it's holding trauma to experience where it has stored emotion to experience what needs to be let go. And so often we're blocking that because we're go, 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 push the to-do list, the needing to get to the next (laughs) thing that we're neglecting the very vessel that is here to serve and keep (laughs) us alive and to allow us to experience the gifts that you're expressing. And so I think this Mm -hmm. is a beautiful process. And I've been in ceremony and ritual not specifically with cacao per se but but other various ceremonies and I'm excited to try the cacao ceremony as well to mm-hmm. get into the body and to really feel and listen to what it is telling us and so mm-hmm. I just want to acknowledge what you're doing because it's so powerful specifically around disordered eating and healing your relationship with food and your body because mm-hmm. by being in the body it allows us to witness the truth of how we're treating it and I think it wakes mm-hmm. us up to the fact that it is this beautiful, beautiful gift that we're given and should be honored.
1: Yes. And I know a lot of women specifically who have histories of disordered eating that have actually found great healing and freedom using cacao because it has exactly, like you said, brought them into this deeper relationship with their bodies and what's going on in their bodies and what their body wants them to know and feel there's so much love in the experience of cacao medicine it's such a heart medicine and you know it really opens your heart to your own experience and to be present to whatever is there and in my experience with the body our bodies are actually always trying to love us we're always on a mission to love us and to show us love And sometimes that can get a little bit confused and our minds interpret something as not good or bad. The word block is up a lot in the spiritual healing world. But I think more often than not, sometimes the body just needs to be connected with and spoken to so that you can get clear on what it's actually trying to tell you and what it's actually trying to point you towards. I know for myself, every kind of quote issue that I've ever had with my body has really been an invitation to a loving conversation that needs to be had.
0: hmm Yes. I wanted to ask you about how to activate our quantum immune system. As mm-hmm. I saw, that's something you talk about quite a bit. And I'm curious how that would work because we're in the world of COVID. And I think as we continue to go. And I'm trying to really align myself to not go into the fear, to not watch the media, to not go down the collective consciousness of concern and worry. But I also have so much compassion and understanding that that is often the route we go down because it leads to more healing. But I think it's important to stay in alignment and stay in love and stay in trust and connect to our higher selves of protection to empower our immune system. And so I'm curious in terms of your work around activating your immune system, what that looks like and how you support your clients through that?
1: Mm, I love that question. That's such a good question. And it wouldn't necessarily have the same answer for each person. But you know, the thing is, I've been watching a lot that what I call our psychic immune systems are being asked to definitely be strengthened right now. And What that means is exactly what you just said about aligning all of us to our own source and our own truth within ourselves, because it is a very intense, energetic climate out there right now for everyone. Because as a collective, we're bringing all of the shadows to the light. We're bringing up all of these things that have been ignored and suppressed for all of time. And this is a wonderful amazing thing and gives me great hope for humanity actually about where we're headed, but it can be incredibly overwhelming to people who are sensitive light workers because mm-hmm. healers and light workers and empaths and the energetically sensitive and whatever name you want to put to it, our nervous systems are incredibly attuned and they're attuned because we're here to be connected to so many different dimensions within ourselves that are not necessarily the most obvious dimensions. We're all tuned into sort of the light field or the psychic realms or the angel realms or channeling or different things. And so we're very, very sensitive. So what I've noticed even in myself and in the people that I work with is that there has been a need for extra psychic immunity And I love that you said quantum because for me, all of my work happens through the quantum field. So even though my work comes through sound and my voice and words, what I'm really doing when I work with people is I'm tuning into the quantum field and from the quantum field, whatever anyone needs can come forward for them. Mm. And when you hold that space of that quantum reality, magic happens and miracles happen. And I'm shocked always when I work with someone, what comes through? I have no clue when I enter into a session with someone, what's going to come through for them. And it's really just that magic of two people co-creating and meeting in the quantum realm of what can happen. So it is definitely a quantum immune system Mm -hmm. because it's the strength of all of our multidimensional reality grounding into our bodies and into our beings. And Mm -hmm. I really feel that we're moving towards that as a collective. We're moving towards becoming these multidimensional selves. And it's really the human that we are capable of being but we haven't known how to be because of all of these other really big, heavy, karmic, you could call it, stories that we've mm-hmm. been living out and playing out. So as people are shedding these stories, as we're collectively moving through them, and another thing that I'm really seeing with light workers is that, Most of us are working through some piece of that collective story, Mm. even if we've moved through it individually already. Mm. So Mm -hmm. we might have a story that we're like, wait a minute, I did this one. I healed that. I moved through it. I was done with it. I felt that I was done with it. But now I'm suddenly living it again because I'm taking this piece on for the collective because I can. And that's something that I think happens not consciously. We choose it on deeper unconscious levels, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but also there is an ability to, as we strengthen our psychic immune system, not unnecessarily weigh ourselves down while we work through and join with the collective to help transform all of this energy. So I primarily use my voice to do that, to call those things in for people and to support them in uncovering it but it definitely is something that's being asked for right now for sensitive people,
0: yes. for sure. Yeah, and I think for a lot of my life, I'm just sharing from a reflection that's coming forward. Mm-hmm. I saw it as such a burden and I blamed myself a lot for choosing a life where I would take on that karma. But as you develop mm-hmm. the tools and you get more in your body and you connect to your higher self, you can clear it faster and you can find the gratitude for... Being the person that can clear that ancestral trauma, clear what our loved ones couldn't clear for themselves, clear future generations. And and as you continue to access more tools, and I'm curious if this was true for you, it becomes easier and easier and you know how to ground yourself in your truth and you know when to say no and you know when to protect your energy and you know also when to clear and to hold space. And so I just offer that as an opportunity for anyone who feels as if they took on too much burden in this life or maybe chose a life that feels challenging challenging at this time with access to tools Mm -hmm. and through mantra meditation and through connecting with your higher self, I have found it to be much easier. And there's almost a level of appreciation that I get to do this for past generations and future generations. I heard that we can clear up to seven generations of the past and seven in the future. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've heard that as well, but it's really powerful to think about how much inherent power we have if we choose to learn how to do it and to access our higher intuition and and awareness and consciousness.
1: Mm, I love that. And that makes so much sense to me. I mean, if we're living in the quantum reality, time doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. So we're actually living those stories of our future and our past all now. And, you know, I have a lot of experiences in my own life where I've gone back to myself in the past and witnessed me talking to myself, giving myself the answers, saying, here's what you need. And I think about that whenever I'm having a hard moment or things feel overwhelming. I just call in the future me that has already worked through this and figured this out. And she pretty much always has something to give me to help me through it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. I used Mm -hmm. to do
0: quantum jumping (laughs) when I was Mm -hmm. young, where if I didn't have the answer, I would do the same thing where I would just visualize my future self jumping into that space where I had the answer for my business or for a life that I loved or for my partnership or relationships or community and sisterhood. And I would just see what that life would look like and then pop back and then visualize that and <laughs> moving forward, <laughs> moving into the I love attraction it. of the energy in which we hold because when we visualize, we bring that to us. I hear from other people, and this was true for me, where you sit down and you're like, well, I can't visualize something that doesn't exist around me or I can't feel to be true. And so I would always hop into my future self and be like, what would that feel like to be myself in a year, two years, three years from now? Because I don't have the access to that emotional state right now where I am. Um, It was always fun to play. And my friend... I
1: love that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> My girlfriend and I always play a game where we we speak like we we play this game where we talk as if we're our future selves. Where we'll be like you know mm. playing a game around what the future year or two years would look like as if we were living it right then. And it's so mm-hmm. interesting because a lot of that will show up six months a year from the time you play if you're really in the embodiment of it. So just a fun mm. fun suggestion. Yeah, I love that. It's fun to do and it just brings more light and joy to whatever experience you're having, even if even if it is dark and hard in the moment.
1: To what you said earlier about it getting easier, I also very much agree with that. And that's something that I know can be hard to hear when you're in the middle of the pain. And I have definitely been there when I was at really low moments in my 20s and I was definitely suicidal and very, very depressed. And I couldn't even imagine... Being free of all the pain that I felt. And now I've experienced such deep and profound levels of freedom that I really, really, to the bottom of my bones, know how possible it is to free ourselves from our inner pain and suffering. And so I really do always tell people and encourage people that there are ways to make this easier. And the easy road is actually available to us. And it doesn't mean we won't have to walk some darker, harder things to get to that easy road. And it doesn't mean that bad things won't still happen to us. As one of my mentors said to me once, you know, the refrigerator might break, but it's just not going to be a big deal. (laughs) You know, kind of telling me like things are still going to go wrong and not everything's going to go the way that you would like it to go based on your mind's desires, but it's all going to be okay. You're going to have that deep sense of stability and peace inside yourself where you can handle whatever is thrown in your direction.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I agree with that. Yeah, I love that. And trusting in the perfection of the challenge has also been huge for me. Like just trusting like, okay, here's a roadblock. So it means I have to choose a different path. I have to go right or left. I can't keep going straight. And what does that look like now that there's this challenge in front of me where before Mm -hmm. I would get so in the challenge and so stuck in the challenge that I would be like in the quicksand of the road versus just making a decision to go right or left and trusting that that new decision is for my highest best self. And when we can see our challenge is almost like a pivot in the dimension to move us in a different direction, it brings lightness to it, even though it can be hard. It's like, okay, I see it and I'm witnessing that this challenge is protecting me and it's moving me on a different path. And that has been Mm -hmm. so healing to me. It's been like this process of just saying, okay, well... I'm I'm just going to trust what's showing up. Um, and again, that doesn't make more light of circumstances. There's still challenge a hundred percent, but it gives you a reframe to trust that this new direction might be leading you to a much more beautiful expression of life that you get to live. And um, mm-hmm. And it creates that opportunity for that, which I think is really a beautiful way to show up every day. I mean, it definitely has helped me get through some really hard times. I'm curious Mm -hmm. for people who want to dive into your healing ancestral trauma series or any of the work that you're doing, what's next for you being in Thailand during this time and offering these virtual programs? where do you see this work taking you? Um, What are you offering? And how can people jump in and join and really learn and discover what you have to offer?
1: Right now, the program that I'm putting out, as you said, is the Healing Ancestral Trauma Program, which feels so alive for me because of what we're going through as a collective and because of how every single client I have was dealing with their inherited trauma from other generations, from their own life, even from lives that were not their own. I worked with many people who had programs of slavery, who had programs of oppression, no matter what you've experienced in this life or in your ancestry. So it just became very apparent to me that this was the most important work that needs to be done right now in this moment. So that's why I created this program. It's a four-call series, and I have a few guest healers in it as well who are all incredible people who I trust, I work with, who I think brings so much to the table. And it's happening live right now, but it is going to be available ongoing. And you don't have to be on the live calls. I have many people that are doing it that are just listening to the recordings. And each call includes what I call a frequency download, which is my vocal work. And I just get incredible... Profound feedback from the frequency downloads. When I was given the frequency that has become the primary frequency that works through my voice, I was actually shown that this frequency was coming from another dimension to this planet to override the human condition in an easy and effortless way. And I was shown that our primary systems were going to need to be upgraded over the next however many years. And that this frequency was here to support that upgrade. So it feels really important to me personally and to my soul to be sharing this work in that way to help people upgrade their DNA and their systems to be ready to receive the biggest them that's wanting to ground in their bodies. Mm-hmm. So that program is it going to be available ongoing. Also, my cacao program is going to be coming out very shortly. I also do one-on-one sessions. I do frequency download intuitive sessions. I also do cacao one-on-one sessions and From there, I'm just going to keep seeing what shows up because I really just work with my own soul and with spirit and I let it guide me for here's the program that wants to come through or here's the offering that wants to come through. So I'm one of these people that every year my work looks a little bit different Mm -hmm. and it's being framed in a new way because I just can't control it. I've given that up a long time ago (laughs) and uh, I don't have a five-year plan except that my soul's in charge. (laughs) So we'll see what else comes through with that.
0: I love that. And I think that's really important for people to hear right now because... So often who we are today isn't who we were yesterday, a week ago, a month ago, a year ago. And our businesses, our careers, our relationships, our community, our sisterhood, things are going to shift as we evolve as well. And as our soul takes us on a different journey and a path. And I think this goes back to what we were talking about before is we get so stuck in the illusion of control. And so we think everything has to stay around us. But when we step into the trust, things will absolutely shift. But I am in belief that that will upgrade our our joy, our happiness, our aliveness, our creativity, our inspiration as long as we're in trust. And so, I just love how you live and I think it's such a testament to what is possible when we let go of the illusion of how our life should be. And so, thank you for standing in that and sharing that and just being this this healer, this voice for truth on this planet. I'm so grateful for you and getting to know you. And I want to make sure people know exactly where to connect with you. So, if you could share that before you jump off. I know it's getting late. Thailand.
1: Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate that. And I really appreciate you creating so much space for people to share their messages. And, you know, I really think right now, this moment in time is a collective sharing. You know, each person's unique perspective and journey is so important. It's not just about one voice anymore. So, platforms like this, where you make that available to people, is just so beautiful. My Instagram handle is at Erin Eber. You can find me there. That's a really easy way to follow along with what I'm doing. My website is erineber.com. You can sign up for my newsletter on my website and I'll keep you up to date on all of the offerings. I also have a lot of free offerings on my website. Free frequency download tones. If you're curious what this is all about, um, when you sign up for my newsletter, you also get a free frequency download so you can feel the vibration of it for yourself and what it's bringing forward for you. And also just stay up to date on all the things that I'm putting out. Thank you, Lab, for being here. Thanks.
0: Bye. Thank you for being here until the end. If these topics are new to you and they feel like a lot to take in all at once, I totally get it. It might feel heavy and might leave you with questions of where to begin. And so I encourage you to take a moment to cultivate some lightness energy. Invite yourself to be in this moment and trust that this is a process that may not feel joyful in the moment, but it is also very energetically freeing. And as you let go, you access more of that joy and that happiness and the self-love, confidence, and esteem that we were talking about. And so throughout this process, I encourage you not to rush anything or worry about knowing anything more than you know right now, and just be with anything that's showing up for you, accept your level of awareness and trust that you are here right now for a moment in time that is leading you to your higher self. And so take some time today, this next week, even this next month to look within and begin to trust your inner knowing, trust your intuition, And trust the steps that will continue to inspire you to access more of that, more of the aliveness and the truth and the intuition that already exists within you. And as you look within, listen to that inner guidance and work towards cultivating a lifestyle that reflects that inner knowing that is constantly supportive of you, your health and your needs. And so wherever you are, whether you have a regular ritual or rituals, whether you've abandoned old rituals, whether you're still in the process of thinking through this ritual process, wherever you are, I just give you the advice of cultivating space. And so whether that's in the morning, creating tonics or tea, whether that's creating space before you go to bed to stretch and move, whether that's taking a bath to bring in an element of freedom and spaciousness, whatever it is, creating these moments that bring you joy and peace will allow you to step more fully into yourself and access the intuition that we've been talking about. This week, I encourage you to deep dive into Aaron's work, um, set up some time to maybe Explore some of the different healing modalities and practices that she recommends and honor your sacred pause and just vow to yourself to show up for yourself every day. Even again, if it's five to 10 minutes, I promise that as you begin to cultivate the space and create more of it, you'll be so thankful that you did. I trust that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was a conversation I believe we could all benefit from. I believe it's important to continue to develop ritual in our lives, come back to ourselves, come back to our bodies, come back to our heart, and really access the place within ourselves of the all-knowing. If you enjoyed hearing from Aaron today, I recommend listening to my podcast with Liana Warner Gray as we approach a similar topic from a different angle. We talk about spirituality through the healing power of food. If this podcast resonated, if you want to learn more, if you want me to support you in becoming happier and healthier, I'm here for you. Just drop me a message on Instagram and let me know what's been resonating. Let me know what you want to hear more of. Let me know what questions you have. And of course, I always want to celebrate you and celebrate your process and your wins and how you're implementing these different practices in your life. You can find me on the gram at Sarah And, and until next episode, I'm sending you so much love, a massive virtual hug, and trusting this process that we are all in <laughs> as a collective on this planet and trusting in a beautiful, empowering week ahead. All right, that concludes this cast. It is my honor to always be here with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You're here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feelings of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here. You are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it today. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. We are all in this together. Thank you for being here. You too can feel awesome from the inside out.